everyone. What's going on? Thanks for tuning in to the Horror Ho Support Group podcast, a podcast for the everyday horror addict. And don't forget, we're also a book club. You can find us on Discord. Link in our bio. This is one of your hosts. I'm going to go with different adjectives today. The be spectacled because I have glasses. Just made up that word. The um, eternally exhausted and always hungry. Amanda. And I'm joined by my good sis, the bodacious. The bodacious. <laughs> the graceful. Okay. The resplendent Samara. <laughs> I'm just start referring to myself as resplendent now. That's everything. <laughs> Thank you for that. You always have the best adjectives <laughs> to reel us in. That was good. Um Yes, yes, I am bodacious. I'd like to think so. Um, so today we will be talking about horror books that are on our TBR. So mm-hmm. books that we're like, let's do this. I'm ready to read it, whether they're on our shelf or coming out in the future. Like we are for it, all the horror books. Um, Amanda, do you want to go first with yours or should I start? Sure. So I'm going to go first with I would say this one's probably the one that I am the most excited about just kind of because it sounds like a great premise. Mm -hmm. So this one is called What Moves the Dead. It's by T. Kingfisher. Um, And basically, if you look up some of the what it's about, um, this one is a retelling of Edgar Allan Poe's Fall of the House of Usher. Which is, I mean, I'm here for it. It's giving gothic. It's giving horror. So I'm not going to go into the full synopsis, but it basically is, yeah, there's an usher and they have to go to the house before crumbles, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about it. And the cover is stunning. I'm just going to show you Samara. Here's the cover. Oh, yeah. That cover freaks me out. If you had any doubts about it being horror, nah, that cover puts it to rest. (laughs) Right. So, um, again, this is one of the ones I'm pretty excited about. What about you? So it's funny you have T. King Fisher on your list because I, too, have a T. King Fisher um, book, and that is The Hollow Places, um, and where a woman... She discovers this portal to like this mysterious world in this bunker, right? There's like a, there's like a hole in there for whatever reason. And um, it's like an alternate reality. It's dark. It's creepy. There are like creatures in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess like the more you fear the creatures, the stronger they become. And so it just, it's giving me every harder doorway Mm. like those books that came out with the way the um miss so-and-so's school for wayward children i always forget what it's called those adult they're adult books but they're kind of like whimsical um i always forget the name of like peculiar children no 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 it's called wayward children it's like it's called the wayward children series 
Um, but she has, it's like a whole name, but the series is called Wayward Children series. And each book is like a novella. And what happens in that one is like little kids, they may be playing in the room somewhere or discovering the forest outside their home. And then a doorway to a world that's perfect for them suddenly opens up and they'll just go through it, but they can't come back home. And so there are like a bunch of different like nonsense worlds. There are worlds under the water. There are like dead worlds, things like that. So that's, it just reminded me of like that synopsis reminded me of the Wayward Children series, but like obviously way darker and the Wayward Children series can get pretty dark too. But this shit right here sounds fantastic and I'm ready to read it. Um, I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. Probably just up in the middle of the night. And I saw it and was like, yeah, adding that to the TBR. So as soon as I can, I'm going to read The Hollow Places. <laughs> mm. That sounds like everything. So is I've it out already? Things. It's out already. Yeah. I've only heard good things about that author, too. Like, everyone's reading T. Kingfisher. It came out in 2020. So it's been mm. out. Okay. The one I mentioned comes out, um, let's see. What Moves the Dead, I will say, comes out July 12th, so this weekend, basically. Um, let's see, my next horror read is by, and I think we both have this on our list, actually, um, The Women Could Fly. Yes. So I guess we'll we'll count this as, you know, a, a combined one, we'll so then we'll still have <laughs> two more wrecks after this. So yeah. yeah, so The Women Could Fly by Megan Goodings. She's the author of Lakewood, which is also on my list. I haven't read it, but I I can't wait. But I'm just going to, I guess it's a biting social commentary from the acclaimed author of Lakewood that speaks to our times, a piercing dystopian novel about the unbreakable bond between a young woman and her mysterious mother, set in a world in which witches are real and a single woman and single women are closely monitored. So it's being compared to... Shirley Jackson and Octavia Butler and that other author who wrote The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about her. Mm-mm. Really. Mm. <clears throat> That's her fault. But, <laughs> but right. yeah, The Woman Could Fly as soon as I heard about it and then they had the nerve to release the cover arc. I knew it would be about witches. I was like <laughs> chef's kiss. Um, I read Lakewood and it takes place in like Michigan in a fake town in Michigan. Um, and also the author is from Michigan. And so I was like, I gotta, I gotta read my good sis, like black girl from Michigan book takes place in Michigan. Creepy factor. I want you to read Lakewood so bad so we can talk about it. Mm. I thought it was an excellent book. It freaked my shit out. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say about it. So I'm expecting the women could fly to be just as good. I'm trying not to like pump it up to where, you know, if I read it, it's let down, but I can't help it. I just expect great things from this author. Mm. Period. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I mean, it sounds good. So what's your, what's your next one then? Um, my next one is, uh, it's so hard to choose. There's so many, but definitely the weight of blood by Tiffany D Jackson. Mm. Uh, it's basically a um, Carrie retelling you know, the mm-hmm. typical thing, young girl is kind of like an outsider. Um, she gets bullied by all of her peers in school. She gets invited to the prom by the popular boy. And a horrible prank gets played on her. 
and uh, her telekinetic power unleashes and she doesn't really have control and she ends up slaughtering everybody at prom. I feel like I'm not spoiling anything because this movie's been out since like 1974 and the book's been out longer, <laughs> you know? Right. Starring the awesome uh, Sissy Spacek and Amy Irving. Mm-hmm. But, um, but in this one, it's got a twist. I believe that the main character... She is still an outcast, but she's white passing. Um, and the high school, you know, the, the town is very racist. Um, and, you know, she's, I believe she's going to get invited to prom like normal. But I'm hoping it's with a twist. I'm hoping it's not just that she's white passing. That's the twist. I think that would be really dumb. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, um, this author, Tiffany D. Jackson, She's let me down a little bit before with her previous novel, White Smoke, which we have talked about. Yeah. So I'm hoping she redeems herself with The Weight of Blood. Um, it it comes out. When does it come out? It comes out September 6th. So it's a fall release. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just hoping the best for it because Carrie, I love Carrie. I listen to the sound, the motion picture soundtrack, like like a freaking psycho. I don't know why. But I love the songs on that and like in that movie. The right. score is everything for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so my one that I'm excited about, it's um, a recent release. It's a young adult. So this one is called Hell Followed With Us by Andrew Joseph White. Um, mm-hmm. And so the synopsis is pretty short, so I'm just going to kind of go through it pretty quickly. So... Uh, It's perfect for fans of Gideon the Ninth and Annihilation, and so 16-year-old trans boy Benji is on the run from the cult that raised him, the fundamentalist sect that unleashed Armageddon and decimated the world's population. Desperately, he searches for a place where the cult can't get their hands on him, or more importantly, on the bioweapon they infected him with. But when cornered by monsters born from the destruction, Benji is rescued by a group of teens from the local... uh, HSN LGBTQ plus center, effectively known as the ALC. Their leader, Nick, is gorgeous, autistic, and a deadly shot, and he knows Benji's darkest secret. The cult's bioweapon is mutating him into a monster, deadly enough to wipe humanity from the earth once and for all. Still, Nick offers Benji shelter among his ragtag group of queer teens, as long as Benji can control the monster and use its power to defend the ALC. Eager to belong, Benji accepts Nick's terms until he discovers the ALC's mysterious leader has a hidden agenda and more than a few secrets of his own. So this one I've been pretty excited about for a while. The cover art is really great. Um, Pull it up on my phone for you to see. But yeah, like I said, this came out in June. Um, Oh, it's already out. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, so it sounds culty, right? So culty and queer. I mean, hello. say no more. Just cult me, please. Um. <laughs> cult me. Okay, and here's the cover art. Can you see that? It's a little bright. Oh, oh my gosh! Hell followed with us. I love it. Yeah. Let me let me add, let me add that to the TBR. Loving these wrecks. Oh, here. Let me just make the cover bigger. Dumb. Duh. I like that. That looks like yeah. it looks like a um, I'm looking at a it now. Card. That's so cool. A tarot card. Yeah. Add it to my want to read pile. 
you know what frustrates me is that all these damn books and I'm never going to be able to finish them all like I'm never going to get to them all that irritates me don't not (laughs) if you have that attitude (laughs) (laughs) that no can do attitude right there's just so many good ones I did I feel like I feel like I could go I could take a year and only read horror and still never get to all the books I want to get to Mm. which sounds Mm -hmm. insane but you know we're waiting on we're waiting on some good stuff. Um, were those our last two, Mm-mm. or do we, we have, two have more? one more? Okay, we each have one because we combined Wait. one. That's right. Two. I went and then you went yeah. and then I went. No, you went and then I went and then you went. But we both liked the third one that happened, and we decided to. So combine. we have. Let's just do two more. How about that? Let's just do let's just yeah. four each. So you yeah. you do two one. Oh, f- okay, two more each. Okay. So now it's your turn. <laughs> I'm like, I'm confused. I can't do math. Um, (laughs) So my next one would be, uh, and I got this from the library recently, but um, A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. See, Mm. this is one of the ones that Amanda actually, that you recommended to Mm -hmm. me. And luckily my library had it. Uh, And exorcism vibes. I feel like that's all I need to tell you. I love a good exorcist demon takeover movie like i need it in my life those are the main movies my mother and i watch together for whatever reason we just love anything about possessions like anything we're like sure it could be a crappy i remember when like back in the day when um prime video used to just put any well they do it now but they used to just put any old like bc rated horror movie if it was a possession one, we were watching it. Terrible acting and right. all. Because we are obsessed. But yeah, um, I believe the, was it? Head Full of Ghosts is kind of like a, um, the sister is telling someone about her experience with her little, I think her older sister or younger sister. I only started reading it a couple days ago, so I'm a little bit confused. But she's just telling the story of like, her sister who became possessed and like how, what the family went through during that time in their lives. So, but so far kind of creepy, weird stuff is already happening in the very beginning. So yeah. Can't wait to actually get back into it and finish it out. Yeah. I, I can't wait to get your thoughts on this. I really enjoyed the book when I read it. It was, I mean, one of my favorites for a while. And I regularly re-listen or read it, so let Oof. me know what you think of it. I canceled my script, um, so I'm not listening to it anymore. So I'm just reading with my eyeballs right now. <laughs> reading with your eyeballs. Okay, so this one I'm going to read. It's horror adjacent, but I still can't wait to read it. So it's called Nightmare Fuel, and it's the science of horror films. So just basically this woman, uh, Nina Nesseth, I think she's a, I read somewhere she's a, she's a biomedical person. (laughs) Her background is in biomedical uh, science. So basically she's taking a, a look at horror films and talking about why we get scared from horror, why we enjoy them, why we get afraid, kind of the science of fear, how they affect us in the long term and why we keep engaging with them. And so basically um, it says 
the truth is uh, horror films promise an experience, fear. From monsters that hide in plain sight to tension-building scores, every aspect of a horror film is crafted to make your skin crawl. But how exactly do filmmakers pull this off? The truth is there's more to it than just loud noises and creepy images. With the affection of a true horror fan and the critical analysis of a scientist, Nesseth explains how audiences engage horror with both their brains and bodies and teases apart the elements that make horror films tick. Nightmare Fuel covers everything from gem scares to creature features, serial killers to the undead, and the fears that stick around to those that fade over time. That sounds pretty good. Right. Uh, I is when you finally get to it. I know you got like a pile. (laughs) Going to be fascinating. So this is out July 26th. I'm not usually a nonfiction person, but um, given that this is about one of my favorite genres, I thought it could be very interesting to kind of learn why, why we do what we do. Why do we like horror? Why Why do we keep coming back? Yeah. Like, why do we enjoy being scared? Someone told Mm -hmm. me that um, watching too much horror rots your brain. Ruins your your um, quality of life. <laughs> well, listen, I'll read the book and then I'll really report the true tea if that's the case. Yes, please do. We got to have a whole episode where you just like give us the rundown of why we yes. are being scared. <laughs> yes. Okay, so for my last one, um, uh, I have The Between by Tanana Reef Do. I recently picked up a copy, actually, and I was super excited. I was like, ooh, another one for the shelf. I've been, I don't know if you guys know this, but I've been trying to not buy books. I've been trying to, like, borrow from library or get them on Kindle just because if I buy one more damn physical book, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm not, I'm into putting books on shelves and I feel like if it's not on a shelf, it has nowhere to go, if that makes sense. So... I'm trying really hard not to do that, but your girl literally just bought the entire um, Mayfair Witches series uh, by Anne Rice, and it's just sitting in my bedroom, and I'm pretending that there's a shelf in there right now because Ooh. I really, really, really wanted them. I'm almost done with the first one. You know, I haven't read them before, so I'm almost done with the first one, and then I'm going to jump to um, Lasher. But um, back to what I'm talking about... Uh, so The Between by Tanana Reef Do. This book has been out for quite some time. It was published May 1st, 1995. Um, and basically, I'll just read the synopsis. It's not long. Um, when Hilton was just a boy, his aged grandmother saved him from drowning by pulling him out of a treacherous ocean current, sacrificing her life for his. Now, 30 years later, Hilton begins to think his borrowed time is running out. His wife, the only elected African-American judge in Dade County, Florida, has begun receiving racist hate mail from a man she once prosecuted. And Hilton's sleep is plagued by nightmares more horrible than any he has ever experienced. As he battles both the psychotic stalking of his family and the unseen enemy that haunts his sleep, Hilton's sense of reality is slipping away. She does Mm -hmm. books like this so well. And the cover is freaky. At least the one on Goodreads. I don't know if you can see it. Ooh, that is. Yeah, that is freaky. It's a freaky looking book. And I'm like, I just know somebody good. Like Homegirl has given us the good house. I know it's going to be good. (laughs) So it's up there on my my horror TBR for sure. I love that. 
Um, okay, so hmm. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. Toggling between, but basically I'm gonna go with this one. Um, and I've I've spoken about this to the group before, but it's on Sunday she picked flowers by Yaya Schofield. And I'm picking this because I wanna support indie authors, I wanna support black authors. So um and I'm I'm looking forward to the story as well. And the cover is gorgeous. So basically, I'm going to read the synopsis because this one isn't long either. So here's a line from the book. It took Judith 34 years to realize that if she wanted to be free of her mother, she was going to have to do the freeing herself. So on Sunday, She Picked Flowers is about a woman named Judith who finally escapes her mother to the countryside of Georgia. There, she makes a home for herself in a cottage given to her by a relatively kind innkeeper. And it's there she begins her Sunday routine. And it's there she learns of the beings in the woods. And it's also there she meets Nemoira, the woman who changes her life in ways Judith never, ever thought of. This novel is an exploration of transformation, of metamorphosis, closure, retribution, nature, and healing. In this southern gothic tale, you will see Judith become undone, redone, and become in incredible ways that is human and more than human. It's a roller coaster of emotion, dealings of family trauma, love, and mystery. On Sunday, she picked flowers. is a fascinating story that will keep you on your toes. So that's on Sunday, she picked flowers. And I've read the first chapter. <laughs> it's really great. I really enjoy her writing style so far. So, um... It's on my anticipatory list because I haven't been able to go back to read it, but I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. I have one bonus one um, that's on my list, and it is um, In the House of Transcendence by Amanda Ross. <laughs> <laughs> She's, it's coming out when again? September 22nd, so mm-hmm. less than three months from now. I'm ready for it as well. Because mm. I, I, I didn't want you to have to go through the shame of doing self-promo. So I did it for you. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, I'll do a, a slight plug. So yeah, in the House of Transcendence, it's a dark fantasy. There are elements of horror. But it basically follows a necromancer named Zora, who, um, looking to start a new life, she moves to Savannah, Georgia, where she meets um, a group of witches and one of whom gives Zora a proposition. Either you can stay with me, I'll give you a job, I'll give you a place to stay, I'll help you learn to control your necromancy powers if you help me solve the murder of my fiancé. And so Zora starts to fo- try to solve this murder and then ends up getting caught in the sights of the forces responsible for that murder. So I had a great time writing it and I say that knowing there were a lot of bumps a lot of doubts a lot of moments of honestly where I felt like giving up my writing career this book challenged me in so many ways but I am so very proud of it and I can't wait for it to come out me too I'm proud of you and the cover is everything it It is thank you I can't wait September can't get here close enough. I need my fall vibes. Somebody just posted a video and was like, fall vibes. And it just looks like, oh my God, I need to I need to find it and send it to you. It's so beautiful. Ooh. Fall is my favorite. I, so same. So cozy. Yeah. So cozy. 
I can't wait. You know, I've been having a good time this summer, just enjoying being in the sun and enjoying. I think probably because of everything going on, I've been really focused more on getting out, getting some fresh air, trying to Mm -hmm. sunbathe a little bit and just enjoyed my life outside of Mm -hmm. my my room and my computer and my phone. Um, But yeah, I am excited to get to Halloween. I'm excited to get to BIPOC Vampire Day, which is another cosplay day in uh, Mm -hmm. September. So that's exciting. I'm going to just drop a bonus note. Uh, Clown in a Cornfield 2, Frendo Lives. I'm excited about this book as well. It's a slasher sequel to Clown in a Cornfield. Slasher clown seeking revenge. That's basically (laughs) all you need to know about this one. I love the first one. Yeah, the first one is really great. So I can't wait for this one. It comes out August. Uh, let me not lie to you. August 23rd. Okay. So very soon, actually. Sooner than I thought anyway. Right. Well, I think those are all of our picks. Did you have any any other content that you're excited? Like movies or TV shows aside from Nope? Because obviously we're both excited right. about that one. <laughs> so for nope. That's it. I mean, I haven't watched... Um, this has been out already. I haven't watched X yet. Um, Me neither. And I can totally rent it for like five bucks. And I just haven't. I don't know why. I think I want... <laughs> I get it in my head like, um, I want the perfect night. So I want to sit down and have everything I want. Popcorn, wine. And then it just never... Like the mood never happens. And so kind of looking dumb. I haven't seen it yet. Um, and I haven't seen black phone yet everyone's raving about it me neither yeah uh and so i think it's something i'd like to watch with my mom because we both like those types of movies um but yeah i think those are those are pretty much it those three nope black phone and x what about you anything uh no black phone x the one i wanted to tell you about we recently talked about uh something coming out from mike flanagan who's uh, responsible for Midnight Mass and House on um, Haunting of Hill House. The Haunting of Hill House. Haunting mm-hmm. of Bly Manor. Yeah. So his most recent vehicle is The Midnight Club. It comes out October 7th and it is inspired by, or it's an adaptation of the Christopher Pike novel, uh, The Midnight Club, which I remember reading when I was younger. But it's basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bunch of it's a group of terminally ill patients at this hospice center who are getting together to tell horror stories at midnight. Hmm. So sounds like a grown up. Are you free of the dark? I'm here for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I remember reading the book when I was younger and I was like, this looks so familiar. And then I realized it was a Christopher Pike book who I mm. and I used to read Christopher Pike all the time. So. That's pretty cool. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. So much good horror, so little time. (laughs) Oh, girl. I know. I know. Can't wait. All right. I guess we can wrap it up here. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me do the thing. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Horror Host Support Group podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter under Horror Host Support Group, host spelled H-E-A-U-X. And if you want to join our book club, just click the link in the description on our Insta. 
and you'll be there. There's a link there. Um, you can find Amanda and learn all about her work on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube under the name Amanda the Author, the spelled with two E's, and on Twitter at Amanda the Author with just one E. You can also find me, Samara, on the same platforms under the name Samara Reads 2. And don't forget to check out my indie book box, fifthhousecollective.com. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.